this is the best moment of your life. Tell us about when your mom killed herself uh, 10 years ago or something. You're going to kill me. It was not recording. Oh, my God. Jesus. God. Jesus, dude. Fuck. Brunch. Hit it, boys. As you can tell from the title of this episode, which is, of course, Active Rat 2, Virtual Rat, you are listening to the second instance of a brunch lost episode saga. This one I feel okay about. Uh, there, was, there, was no, uh, there was no peak that even came close to that Active Rat episode. Okay, so, ba- so we're recording this via Zoom and... It has such an easy recording process that uh, we found a way to mess it up. It was definitely on my end, um, but you're 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 right. There was the, the active rat episode was like the best episode of brunch ever, and right. no one will have ever heard it. This let's see, we can catch everybody up to to what we're doing. And now I don't know. Now this episode will probably be like thirty three to forty minutes instead of <laughs> yeah. uh, a we super have- long thing. We can have a nice little recap, a, a Spark Notes version of what we had in the initial episode. <laughs> yeah, let's catch him up. Okay, so Dave's been doing a lot of pasta and bread, putting on weight, but you've heard that in a million episodes. How many episodes do I got to say that I'm putting on weight? Right. We've had like two episodes of DJ's losing weight and maybe 91 to 300 of DJ's gaining weight. Pete is losing muscle mass. Uh, Pete's grocery store situation is a lot better than DJ's. Pete's not had to wait in line. DJ does. He's a little nervous because tomorrow he's going shopping for the first time in three weeks. And let me tell you, he's got to get something other than bagels and uh, pasta because all he's doing is putting on weight. But Pete is uh, at the definitely the least healthiest he's ever been in his life. He's not working out. Uh, he is not sleeping very much. He uh, is smoking an occasional cigarette here and there. Uh, and just drinking five to six nights a week, and two of those nights drinking heavily. And off of that... And no sun. Right. And off of that, uh, DJ, without knowing if he's already said this on an episode, has uh, said that he is just ripe for the picking, COVID-19-wise, because his immune system has probably never been worse, given that he's doing bagels, pasta, ice cream... (laughs) He's got so much ice cream in his uh, freezer called Chaboy Nancy Pelosi that it's just sitting there because he's eating so much bad food that by the end of the night, he doesn't even want ice cream. And that is an an eye-opening thing. Another thing that we talked about was the classic This Is Us episode where someone burns their house down because of the crock pot. We're going to watch that episode at some point and uh, really... Pick it apart piece by piece, which is tough because I, I don't watch the show. I don't know if you do, but we're going to pick it apart piece by piece and see who's really to blame. Also, we don't know if that was a storyline in that show, if they're trying to figure out who's to blame. No, I, I don't know if it, that is either. I, I've seen the episode. We'll um, make it one. Yeah, but I do like the idea of investigating, doing a nice little law and order slash CSI sort of investigation as to who is to blame for burning down the house and killing Ooh. the father. 
And so, should we do, uh, we'll cut down to an investigation video with burning down the house playing in the background? Yes, hell yeah. Burning down the house. Special guest David Byrne. Yes. Oh, see, this episode's so much better than the one that we just lost. Hell yeah. I don't know. We were probably 20, 15, 20 minutes into it. We also discussed the NFL draft and how it was a smooth watch and how that was kind of disappointing because for some reason we were expecting a lot of uh, genitalia to be like superimposed <laughs> via hackers. You're the one who is expecting just a, a surplus of dick. For I don't know. During the NFL draft. Uh, we lost the footage, but I think it was both of us. I think we were really saying, man, for some reason we were expecting like Roger Goodell with just, just a hang every on. graphic thing <laughs> just flashing all over the screen, which shows a very basic misunderstanding of television on our end. Because the, as we were saying, the virtual part of it wasn't like the presentation. Like Roger Goodell wasn't like a virtual thing. He was just doing television from inside his house, which has been happening all the time. Yeah, it, was, uh, it wasn't like a CGI Roger Goodell going on here. Uh, I, was, I was impressed with, uh, with like the execution of the draft. I thought that it went smoothly. For sure. I mean, there was definitely uh, some awkward moments. Uh, Harry Connick Jr. singing the national anthem beforehand was a Worst. really weird thing. Uh, you mentioned that you thought there were too many uh, COVID packages. I completely agree with that. I, COVID I, packages followed by them showing a draft pick where the draft pick is sitting in his home with his agent. <laughs> like Drew Rosenhaus has been everywhere. Drew Rosenhaus and Tom Brady, apparently. Drew Rosenhaus and Tom Brady. That's just true. Absolutely everywhere. Also, the NFL, we didn't bring this up. NFL teams are mad at Tom Brady and the Bucks, and everyone's like, oh, whoa, oh, come on. Quit being a quit being a loser. Get off their bow. You're you're being a killjoy. No, you're not allowed to do it. I mean, it's a pandemic, and he's walking into strangers' houses uninvited. Right? Like, who? <laughs> well, how can you? How can you see someone being like, "Hey, quit doing that," and then be like, "Oh, you're a real whistleblower. You suck." Like, be mad if you're going to be mad at anybody, and you don't have to be again. Like, whatever. If you're going to be mad at anybody. Be mad at the guy who's walking into strangers' houses during a pandemic. Yeah, I uh, I, I thought that that uh, the, the draft went went well. Um, I will say, I I'm very over like the uh, like the emotional porn of of the draft, like how hard they try to pull the the emotional oh. strings. Right. Like, do you have a bad story? Do you have a bad story? Cool. Right. It's, so this is the best moment of your life. This is the best moment of your life. Here, quick, let me ask you about the worst moment of your life that happened 10 years ago. Right. Uh, one of my friends... I'm so forget, sick of that. I forget what it was. Somebody, like a player got drafted... An undrafted player uh, had a, like a crazy story. Like he got shot in the face and lived and like continued to play football. And now he's signed a contract in the NFL. Amazing story. Incredible. Uh, but when someone someone tweeted like, the, the Broncos or whomever are signing this player who overcame like a gunshot injury to the face uh, and now doing whatever and my coworker quote tweeted with like ESPN is so pissed. He didn't get drafted. They had a whole half hour thing <laughs> on this kid getting shot. It was, you, you are right. It was very much. It's very shameless. Like it's very, very shameless. And I think that's clearly like a, Hey, what can we rely on? What, can, yeah. what, what, what packages can we have ready? Okay. Well, let's, we'll have highlights on all these kids. And we need everything bad that's ever happened to them because they can't cut away and go to a different places because then you're asking for trouble, right? 
If you're right. like, okay, we're going to have a Todd McShay wasn't covering it because he had COVID, but if it's like, okay, we're going to go here, 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 and here, then you're asking for trouble. It's a lot easier if you say, okay, we're going to show Goodell announcing the pick. Then we're going to show Trey Wingo tossing to something that we have, that we're just going to hit play on. And it's going to be easy. And the hit play is going to be them making two tackles. And then like, and then like, the by the way, your dad is dead. Right. Like I was going to say like the judge sentencing, like their little brother to, to, to life for a crime he didn't commit or like something <laughs> <Yeah>. horrible. <laughs> It's like, congratulations, you're going to Denver. Your dad is dead. How do you feel about that? Oh, yeah. So, I don't know. So, th- th- there was less less genitalia, more, more. what did you call it? Like, heartbreak porn? Yeah, something, whatever, yeah. Whatever. Emo- emotional porn. Yeah, I'm, we're going to lose this episode, too, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> I'll tell you, I'm feeling great about, I'm like, my energy for this episode, this one, this one A episode, yeah, I don't know, I don't is know so much why. better. Yeah, it's, it gave me like a little jolt. Because we needed something to happen to us in our lives. This is the biggest thing that's happening in my life. Hey, what, what's happened to you the last few months? Um, God willing, my loved ones have stayed healthy, and uh, I recorded, oh, I messed up recording a podcast. That that's like a thing. That's like a. St- I'm gonna tell this story. Everyone I text with the rest of the day, I'd be like, "You won't believe what happened to me." Just doing a podcast. Didn't it wasn't recording? Why? I don't know. I guess I, I didn't know how to use it. And the answer very clearly is I did not press record. <laughs> did not press the one button on the toolbar that says record. Because it was so weird. We were just about to record on Skype, and I was like, you know what? Let's get off Skype. Let's try out Zoom. Oh, look, yeah, Zoom's so much easier. It just says record. And you were like, you want to record it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> this does sound better, by the way, I believe. I, I, I went back. I do have the clip of me telling you because and I hit record to, because it, it just said record. And I was like, Wait, like hey, let me see what this button does. It doesn't say recording. <laughs> let me hit it to see if it says stop or something. So I hit record and it was like, you are now recording for the first time during this conversation. So I do have a quick clip of you saying... Uh, oh, so it I'm does sure. record both sides, by the way, because that was my next question. Because it says yeah. recording on your screen, but not on mine. Yeah, it was a clip of you talking, me cutting you off, saying, oh, you're going to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> so we know what the cold open is. Hey, but hey, we can't because it's out of context. You're talking about the uh, the heartbreak porn. And you said, so the, the first words that you say are like, your mother killing yourself, which sounds like a terrible thing. But I think, but you're, you're very obviously saying... Um, like, okay, you just got drafted. Now, like, let's do a story on your mother killing yourself. I think we can still use that. It'll catch the people's attentions right away. They'll be like, what could that have possibly <laughs> yeah, meant? Right. What's the virtual rat up to? Do you think that the virtual rat, so we're going to say, it's going to call uh, active rat to virtual rat. Will listeners think like, ooh, virtual rat. Does that mean there's a rat that's like superimposing penises onto this podcast. The episode art is going to be unbelievable. <laughs> it's going to be a rat with a bunch of like blurred out things around it. Uh, yeah, I'm very excited for that. Okay, well, so this is good because I didn't really know. Oh, we talked about Jay Cutler and Kristen Cavallari's marriage. We don't really mm-hmm. need to do that. Whatever. Yeah. I, I, that was worth being lost. Um, so the main meat of what we had today was we watched Scream 4. And I didn't really know what else we would talk about because we've talked about this before. We don't we don't want to depress the listener any more than we already do. We don't want to depress the listener with, hey, it's crazy out there. I went grocery shopping and oh my God, there was a woman crying. Like you don't like we oh, these things are happening, but we don't necessarily need to 
to to give people more than they're already seeing in their everyday lives. So it's tough to Try do to like a little first, escape. Right. It's tough to do like the first five to ten minutes of the episode when we're just bullshitting. So yeah. God bless the virtual rat. He <laughs> yeah, gave us seriously. a ton to work with. Today's episode is brought to you by Warby Parker, a new concept in eyewear. Warby Parker was founded with the rebellious spirit and the lofty goal to create boutique quality eyewear at a revolutionary price point, offering eyeglasses, sunglasses, contact lenses, and eye exams. Warby Parker is committed to providing exceptional vision care online and in stores. The glasses, they're starting at $95, including prescription lenses, sunglasses, progressives, and blue light lenses, also available. I'm going to tell you about this home try-on kit and this quiz that you do because I did it, Pete did it, and Pete, Pete was really the, the the winner here because he he's really he's really a four eyes himself. But I've been getting into that game too because of my blue light game trying to trying to be able to sleep at night if you know what I'm saying. But Pete did that home try-on kit and he had tremendous results. He loves how the glasses look. He loves the quality of the glasses, the ease of the program. I can speak to that too. Really easy stuff to do. You could share the glasses with your friends before you make the decision. You could check their reaction before you really do what you're going to do. It is a good time, and I'll tell you, it's changed Pete's life. He's all about that home try-on life. So try Warby Parker's free home try-on program. Order five pairs of glasses to try at home for free for five days. There's no obligation to buy. It ships free and includes a prepaid return shipping label. Try five pairs of glasses at home for free at warbyparker.com slash brunch. The meat of this episode is we watch Scream 4 because uh, our friend Stephen Horowitz tweeted Scream rankings the other day. And it was Scream, Scream 4, Scream 2, Scream 3. And I thought to myself, we did a bunch of Scream stuff recently. And I know that Scream 4 exists. I know that Emma Roberts is in it. So I didn't know that. I didn't know that Scream 4 existed. You said we should watch Scream 4. And I said, I think my initial reaction was, is that a thing that exists? (laughs) And you replied, I don't know that existed. Yeah. Um, It was very weird. And we'll get into it. I'll say this. When watching it, at a couple of points, I was like, oh, maybe I have seen this. But I think I ultimately deduced I'd seen maybe two scenes out of context or maybe it was on sometime or whatever. But it's also uh, recent enough, 2011, where you could have seen like the preview and been like, have I seen this? And like had the preview lodged in your memory. God knows I don't even remember seeing a preview for this movie. So this is, I find this very interesting though, because this is, um, to set it up, this is the fourth Scream movie, obviously, but it comes 11 years after Scream 3. The first, the trilogy was made over four years, or released, I should say, over four years in the late 90s. And the first two were written by Kevin Williamson, directed by Wes Craven. Craven did the third movie, but Kevin Williamson did not. And then after 11 years... They brought the Dream Team back, and they wrote this one. That was the first thing I looked up. Or actually, I, I think I looked it up while I was watching it. I was like, was this... There was so much time between them that I feel like they wouldn't have made it unless it was like an honest, like, we're bringing everybody back. And it was, which is pretty Yeah, cool. right. Yeah, no, yeah. I think... Uh, I also think that it, there's so much time between them that they wouldn't have gotten much buzz had they not brought everybody back. Like, right, it would. I think at that point nobody would have given a shit about Scream. They'd have been like, "Oh, this is a try-hard attempt." Right, and I, it was. You can tell on watching the movie. I think that this was maybe at the beginning of uh, reboot culture, right? Where like everything was getting certain reboots, 
Well, that's, and, they make fun of that. Right. And it's constant reboot stuff mm-hmm. during this. Uh, I'll say before we get into it, I agree with, uh, with Steve's rankings that I would say this is the second best screen movie. And for someone who has seen the first three a bunch of times, I'm kind of wowed that like, I didn't watch this fourth one and it's better than the other two. I would also say that it's the second best Scream movie that I've seen because I've seen Scream and I've seen I, Scream 4. And this is the <laughs> second best Scream movie that I have seen. So I was pretty sure you hadn't seen Scream 3. I did not know about Scream 2. Did not see Scream 2. Okay, so um, this movie is... It's a 60 on Rotten Tomatoes, which I would say I'd bump it up to a 66, 69 area. Yeah, I I I would I I would agree with that. Like for what it is, it's pretty good. Yeah, uh, it is a hearty one fifty, an hour and fifty minutes for this film, which is I don't know a little surprising. I would say that could have been done in in ninety. But uh, here's the here's the the premise. Years later, Sydney has returned to Woodsboro to promote a book she wrote, which if you've seen Scream, very logical. Remember when everyone in the town died but me? Here you go. Wrote a book about it. Give me money. Uh, now, Sydney's younger cousin, Jill, played by Emma Roberts, goes to a high school that is religious about horror films. All any of them care about is horror films. Like, we, we've talked about this when we were doing horror episodes of, like, Everybody Loves Raymond and stuff. That uh, every horror movie has one character that's doing the, well... In the horror movie, this would happen next. In Scream, it's famously Seth Green. Right. In Boy Meets World, it's... Uh, is it Sean? I believe it's Sean, yeah. It's He's so, the one who knows everything. So, so there's always one person who's like, oh, well, this is a horror movie, so this is what should happen next. This is every character yes. in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Every Literally char- the entire town is that person now. Everyone cares about horror movies. So everyone is that character, uh, namely Kirby. Jill's best friend, played by Hayden Panettiere, and uh, Kirby's crush, who is played by, kid you not, Macaulay Culkin's little brother. Hell yeah. Did you have to look up whether that was Macaulay Culkin's little brother? No, I knew it was him. Uh, Did you you know that actor? Uh, I knew knew that he existed. I don't think that I had ever seen him in anything. I know know, uh, Kieran Culkin, and I knew that Rory Culkin existed, but I didn't know. I don't think I'd ever seen him in anything. But uh, it, that face is un, unmistakable. Exactly. The face, those eyes. Is that? Do the Culkins and I would say maybe the Buscemi's have the uh, market cornered on... Like scary eyes? Those eyes. You spot them <laughs> a mile away. Those are Culkin eyes. Those are Buscemi eyes. Uh, Kieran got, uh, got a, a break. He, he looks pretty normal. Who's Kieran? Is, is Kieran the uh, the kid in Scream Four? He's the no. Uh, that's Rory. Ah, Kieran is in Succession. Oh, okay. So, uh, so Sydney's so Sydney's cousin Jill lives in this town, Woodsboro, with all the kids that love horror movies. Sydney returns to it with her book and her publicist, played by Allison Brie. And there's never been a character more set up to die in a movie <laughs> than Alison Bree's character. All she cares about is that more people keep dying. So the book I don't know. I could have, I could have seen her being the ghost face. She had a lot of, uh, a lot yeah. of reasons to, that's what I'm saying. She had a lot of skin. In the game. Like all she yeah. wanted was more people to die. So people could sell. So the books would get sold. Right. So she, yeah, she for sure had skin in the game. 
She was not the killer. Did you uh, did you guess the killer? I did not. I did. Wow. I did. Um, pretty. I was uh, I was pestering uh, Stephen with texts or uh, with uh, DMs of like, yo, this movie rules. This is great. Oh my god, this line's funny. And then I was like, also pretty sure this is the killer. Um, did you get both of them or just one? One. Okay. And. Um, can we spoil this? This movie is it? Is it, it came uh, out nine is years it ago? Out of theaters yet? <laughs> yeah. I don't think. I think it's out of theaters. Okay, so the killer is Sydney's cousin Emma Roberts, ah, and Macaulay Culkin's little brother. And Macaulay Culkin's little brother is one of, I guess, like the two head geeks at this extremely geeky school. Mm-hmm. And the other one, we haven't gotten to my favorite character, but I'll. But we can I get do to, like. I do like how they set them up as like the nerds of the school. And it's like, you all are fucking nerds. That's what I'm saying. And they (laughs) throw the biggest party. Yeah. They throw the party in this movie, which is called Stabathon, where they watch all the stab movies. And uh, Robert Rodriguez, by the way. Really? Yeah. Did it say that? that? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. This movie is so cool. Um, So the... uh, the 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 two like head film people there are uh Macaulay Culkin's little brother and his friend and his friend has a hilarious death because when he's about to be killed he tries to Kevin Spacey him his way out <laughs> of being killed which the person's about to stab him and this is I mean 2011 I, I guess it it makes sense I think we were progressive enough at that time uh this character who's in the movie the whole time has a lot of lines and everything, a lot of dialogue, a lot of things happen to him. It's just never, I don't think he's closeted. It's just never said that his character is gay, which is, I always find refreshing when like the, a character's sexuality is as is the case in real life, just like a a small part of their thing. But he might not have even been gay. He might've just been saying that he was gay to get out of being killed. Oh, that's messed up if that's the case. Okay, so I was giving him the benefit of the doubt. But he's about to get stabbed, and he goes, wait, 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 wait. I'm gay. And the guy's like, wow. What? So I don't what? care. <laughs> I'm killing everybody, dude. Well, because they set it up earlier in the movie and say that the like basically the only way that you can save yourself uh, like in these horror movies is by being a gay character because they won't kill a gay character. Is that true? So, man, yeah. I wasn't listening. Yeah, so they, they set it up earlier in the movie. Oh, so it was a callback. All right, even yeah, so. Yeah, they're basically, like, the, those two nerds are giving, like, a, basically, like, a crash course on horror movies and, like, yes. trying to explain it to everybody. I remember and this the, scene. And so that's, they explained that. They were like, the only way that you can prevent yourself from dying or guarantee that you won't die is by being gay. Which is really saying something that they're giving this crash course because they're giving it to all of these people who, like we said, is that, like, everyone is that character. I mean, yeah, it, it's it's also like very. I know that it is what it is, and like the movie's very campy, but it is absolutely insane to watch a movie where like people are like like kids, teenagers are dying and being brutally murdered, and like right smack in the middle of it, the town is having a huge fucking party to watch horror movies in which teenagers are literally murdered. Oh yeah, so we've got like to- they're walking around with like costumes of like being stabbed and wearing the ghost face mask. Yeah. Like the most tasteless thing in the middle of a, of a murder spree. They even say during it at one point, they're like, wait, should we be watching this after our best friend just died? 
and they say they're like, "Oh, come on, she loved this movie." This was her favorite I'm like, one. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, she died an hour ago, dude. <laughs> like, do, do the cops even know this person's dead yet? This was her favorite movie before she knew that she was going to die. Yeah, like was being shown in the movie. Um, so we've yet to hit on my favorite character. Do you know who it is? Oh God, no. My favorite character <laughs> is. Jill, that's Emma Roberts' character, Jill's ex-boyfriend, Trevor, who is the Steve Urkel of this (laughs) movie. Every time he goes around, every time he comes around, actually kind of an homage to, I forget his name, in um, Friday the 13th, is it? Or Nightmare on Elm Street? Which one? Nightmare on Elm Street. You know the boyfriend that comes around? Oh, yeah. Comes around. Everyone's like, get out of here. Whatever his (laughs) name, like Josh. Like, get out of here, Josh. We all hate you. And then, yeah, but they like, like, seriously, we don't like you. Yeah, but they do say that. And then, like, he has sex. Like, so, like, he was, he was wanted at some point in that movie. Right. This, at, the, at no point in this movie is Trevor ever wanted in any scene. It's incredible. So, my second favorite line, or actually, I've written down a bunch of lines, but one of my favorite, uh, lines is oh did i write oh uh aiden Petier just says uh look no one wants you here oh wait no that's not what i wrote that's that's what i wrote down is like the, the energy they have towards them fuck i can't find it but she she yells something that's like a very overdue like you're not friends with any of us dude why are you here i think that's what it is she says why are you here very very funny um important note on this movie is that uh there is no explanation for any of the kills did you notice that no not really so so the 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 murderers are hayden penetier's crush that's macaulay culkin's little brother and uh emma roberts and hayden penetier kisses her crush who's like this like nerd guy he thinks he can never get the girl and she's like yo i'm into you you should make a move and she he doesn't, so she kisses him because she really, really likes him. And later in the movie, he stabs her because she goes to save him. And he has a knife and he stabs her. And he says, quote, four years of classes together and you notice me now, you stupid B word. I'm like, dude, she he kissed you. She you, <laughs> you, you have to wait for you. What, what the fuck do you think life is, dude? Yeah, it got uh, that the movie got like incel heavy real quick. Oh, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, that's that that kid has some incel energy. Uh, That uh, the second hour is just madness, though. I mean, yeah, yeah. At that point, that scene is where it really shifted. That's exactly that's the tipping point. Yeah, that's when I texted you. I go, shit, this movie got dark so fast. Wait, was it when she goes to save him and he stabs her? (laughs) Yeah, I was like, oh my god, like literally, just like the incel popped up in my in my head in neon bright lights. It was like incel movie, incel movie, incel movie. Like if this movie came out right now, people would be furious about it. So they they went after the wrong movie, huh? Yeah, like this is what everybody was mad about the Joker about. So what should the tweet be? Uh, People who haven't seen Joker. Joker celebrates incel, blah, blah, blah. blah. Uh, Me, someone who has watched Scream 4, an intellectual. (laughs) (laughs) Hold my beer. Does that make sense? Or is that that combining too many memes? (laughs) But it's it's like an intentionally bad meme. (laughs) I think it's funny no matter what. Let's let's send that from the brunch account. So what would it be? People who didn't watch people who didn't watch Joker. 
Joker is problematic because it celebrates. And we have to have like clip art font on it. Me, an intellectual. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll make it. It'll have no text. It'll just be an image. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I like that idea. I love that. Me, an intellectual. We also have to to send the uh, the clip of the. I'm gay as like a Kevin Spacey. (laughs) Oh yeah, young Kevin Spacey. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's 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 old Kevin Spacey being like getting canceled oh right that's man the more i i guess i don't think about it that often but i mean on what planet <laughs> you get accused of like this horrible like sexual assault it's, yeah on, but i'm gay oh dear god <laughs> yowzers um it's so funny it's just so, so terrible also by the way the, the cast the cast in this movie is unbelievable loaded. and like not in the way that like Scream was had an unbelievable cast because that obviously did, but this is just like cameo after cameo, like heavy hitter. They do a uh, Kristen they, Bell, Amy T. Right off the bat, Lucy Hale, Lucy. Oh, that was my first note. Lucy Hale, lol, lol, lol. She's <laughs> in every horror movie we watch. Yep. Um. Uh. What's it? Uh, uh. Julie. Julie Taylor. Yeah. Amy T. Garden. Yep. Um, and then there's just like a casual Anthony Anderson, like halfway through the movie that an Adam Brody. So that one of my notes was, who's that other cop? I know, I know Anthony Anderson and I definitely recognize the other guy. Was he, uh, the OC? He was in the OC and he was also in ready or not. Oh, wow. That was like his, uh, I was expecting ready or not to be his big, uh, his big, uh, like reemergence. So, wow. This movie technically came out before Ready or Not, but I'm going to add this on to the, the resurgence of Adam Brody. Wait, do we have Bounce Back Brody the bounce last back year? Brody, baby. Bounce Back Brody the last year we've had, we've had Ready or Not and 2011 Screen 4? <laughs> yes. Holy smokes, don't look now. Uh, Hayden Panettiere, I think, is uh, like another one that hasn't aged well. Like Adam, not, not, not like, not like, legitimately not literally i was gonna hayden, say hayden panettiere looks unbelievable in this movie i was gonna uh, say like where's your like, fiance hasn't aged well take <laughs> she's just a uh like oh i kind of forgot about her actor. oh she was in uh i haven't seen her in anything since nashville she was great in that i heard that she was great in that um but her and brody i think are like oh yeah i forgot about her kind of actors wow yeah they could do like a should, should Hayden Panettiere and Adam Brody marry each other, and then they can have like the they can be like the Freddie Prince Jr. and Sarah Michelle Gellar of of today? Yeah, except uh, I think Hayden Panettiere is already married to Vladimir Klitschko. Is she? I know that she's married yeah. to. So I would imagine that Adam Brody is not her type. Yeah, is Adam Vlad- Klitschko or Vladimir Klitschko a uh, uh, what does he do? Is he he's, he's an a athlete? Boxer. Okay. He's a gigantic boxer, and she was, and she is a not gigantic human. She's a tiny person. She is a tiny person. The pictures of them are hilarious. Wow, very interesting. Yes. she's great though. She's great. Uh, big team, uh, big team, Hayden. Uh, so let's run through some of the. Oh, another. Oh, they're the divorced. They're divorced. So uh, Adam uh, Brody back on the table. Hey, why don't you? Why don't you pull a? football fan and uh slide in those dms <laughs> uh, oh that's a call back to the episode that we lost <laughs> yeah oh yeah that's right uh how old do you think hayden panettiere is Ooh, let's see she is oh gosh um 
I can't. T- I don't know if she's older or younger than me. I'm going to say 30. Wow, right on the nose. She's 30 years old. She's wow. been around forever. I feel like. Right. Of course. Yeah. Remember the Titans. Ooh, Adam Brody is uh, spoken for. Oh, good for Adam Brody. Yeah, Leighton Meester. We found love in a hopeless place. Leighton Meester is his wife. That's great for Adam Brody. She's, yeah. I think she's, uh, she's a very attractive person, and I bet that she's, uh, I bet she's a, a, a terrific, a terrific gal as well. Meester, I, I barely know her. Meester, uh, Patriots first, uh, the Patriots first draft pick was uh, an ER name. I was psyched. Patriots a- draft Duggar with their first pick. Well, <laughs> I was going to quote tweet it with, uh, I think you know where this is going, but I just said it anyway. I said hardly nowhere. Uh, as for Emma Roberts, uh, we can all agree that she is a shitty actress, right? <laughs> I don't know. I've, I've got a weird thing with Emma Roberts. Like, I, I enjoy I also Emma. got a weird thing with Emma Roberts where I just, I, I don't like her when I, she's on the screen. I just know. I just feel like whenever Emma Roberts is in a project, I'm intrigued. I don't know if she's a good actress or not. I mean, it's, I, I, I wasn't wowed by the performance in Scream 4. What about The Hunt? Were you wowed by her performance in The Hunt? We talked about that, right? We both saw her being the first to go coming, right? I did not see it, but I, I very much enjoyed it. I was like, oh, once enough people that I knew popped up, I was like, okay, these guys aren't lasting. These are just going to be cameo deaths, starting with you, Emma Roberts. <laughs> these... She, her role in the hunt was so limited that it is literally credited as yoga pants. Oof. <laughs> that's who she plays in the hunt. Yo, that's some, that is some problematic energy out of the hunt. Um, so I want to get to some of my other favorite lines. Oh, so she kills Trevor, her ex-boyfriend and shoots him in the dick. Shoot. Yes. And, and in the head. I don't but know again, why. Remember when I go ahead. Uh, like, uh, I think that there are like two moments where I think this movie gets really dark. Uh, the one is like the incel energy out of Culkin. Yeah. And number two is her shooting her ex-boyfriend in the head. I don't know why, but like in a slasher, slasher movie, everybody dies like a very grisly death. Right. But there's just a very different energy about taking a gun and shooting your ex-boyfriend straight between the eyes. Do you know what the reason is? So I said that none of these deaths make sense. Do you know what her reason for killing her ex-boyfriend is? No. That they broke up. She says, here's a boyfriend that fucks you, dumps you, and doesn't even make you famous. She, towards the end of the movie, she's very into, once she's revealed to be the killer, all she cares about is fame. You're right. And it does make a lot of sense. But That's it does lead... the motivation for like every one of the kills, I suppose. Right. It does. But I want to know in their setup of of this like murder scene how does it make sense for him to be shot uh that's a good question right i don't know she was gonna say that either sydney oh no didn't sydney have it for her protection possibly so i think she was gonna say that like sydney shot him okay because he was he was the killer right she was gonna say that to be the killer she was going to say that he was the killer. And was she also going to make the Culkin the killer or just another victim? I believe just another victim. Okay. Uh, so anyway. Oh, no, uh, no, no. He was, he, was, he was in on it. He was the brains. Oh, right, right. Yes. She says that. You, yeah. Yes. Uh, but this is the best line. And this, I don't agree with this even one word. But okay. when she said it, 
I screamed out loud, woke up like the, the, the Mars sandwich, birds flying away in my neighborhood because I screamed so loud. I screamed, an icon. I yelled an icon because okay. the line was, I don't need friends. I need fans. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Doesn't make sense, but what a cool fucking line. That is, um, that's a, uh, I believe that Miller Lite or some other beer company like basically took that and flipped it on its head and was like, who needs followers when you've got friends in one of their like latest commercials. So that I'm, that I'm into. Right. It's just <laughs> flipping they, it on its head. They just took like this nonsensical saying and they were like, yo, what if we made it? So it <laughs> sounded correct. <laughs> right. Yeah. I love uh, that line though. I mean, it is just, it's all nonsense. Uh, it, it also certainly doesn't beat the walk-off line of this movie. Clear. Yes, just the yeah. stupidest, stupidest, most campy fucking thing. She's of all got time. a she's got a gun to uh, Gale. So Gale and Dewey are in this movie, by the way, uh, right. having some light marital problems, but nothing they can't work through. Um, right. She's got the gun at Gale in the hospital because they're all in the hospital after she's stabbed Sydney, and they're both recovering. And she's also, if you want to check Twitter.com, she's also done the classic. Uh, the killer makes it look like they were a victim. So they stab themselves and shoot themselves and do all these things. Um, just a, a fantastic montage. Just, just a montage of just like, it looks like someone running around the house with nothing to do, <laughs> which is why. And, and by the way, we got to, got to note like the slowest police response time in the history of police response time in a, in a city that is just crippled by murders. <laughs> well, I'm not sure if you know who is the, the, the deputy there, but that's that would be one uh, Dewey. I don't so know. Anyway. They show him literally right before that scene, whipping the car around, doing a hard 180 in the middle of a, of the street, and then flooring it the other way. So, so I thought that he would have gotten there in time. I'm going to be quick because we're doing this Zoom thing, and uh, I don't know when it's going to run out this is exciting we only got 40 minutes on this and we jumped right in so anyway uh she's got the gun in the hospital to uh to gail and she says gail says can i just have one last word and she says what's it gonna be don't please so pathetic like doing like the whole i'm in charge thing and gail's like no it's not that she's like well then what is it What's your last word, you stupid idiot? I'm like, yo, the second someone is buying time, you know, like, how, you've, somehow you've managed to this point. How, how, how do you not get it? And they're, also, they're also in the one hospital in the world that doesn't have security or doctors or nurses or any other person in the hospital other than the people in that room. For all of, as you said, the knife wound victims. <laughs> yes. Of which there are so many. Uh, so she says, No. It's just one word, clear. And she says, <laughs> clear. Sydney has a defibrillator behind her, does, gets her in the head, boom. And then she lives through it, by the way, gets yeah. back up and they have uh, to shoot unreal. her. So the real, uh, real gamer, that, uh, <laughs> that Jill. But I thought that was, it was a good movie, good scream movie. I thought it was fine. It was like it had enough laughable things that made it redeemable. Uh, and it was entertaining all the way through. So, yeah, uh, it was what I want from a screen movie, I guess. Right. Not quite as clever or as uh, or as like plot hole lists, 
a lot of yeah. plot holes in this one. Oh, uh, yeah. And just a completely, by the way, a completely unnecessary uh, Deputy Dewey's, uh, or Sheriff Dewey's deputy wants to fuck him storyline. Totally yeah. unnecessary. I, well, I think they're trying to throw red herrings into it. They're like, is she a killer? Is Allison Brie a killer? And I don't know. There, there definitely seemed to be something going on with the, the two nerd kids. That it's like, yeah. it's maybe one of them. But then, like, as it went on, I was just like, yo, this is definitely, this is definitely uh, Emma Roberts. I don't know why. I don't know what motive she could possibly have. It's probably going to be some stupid, like, and she does say this, you know, all I've had to do is hear about Sydney, 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 perfect Sydney. I'm like, people weren't calling her perfect. They just got yeah, it. all right. her friends killed. Yeah, they just <laughs> felt bad for her because her life fell apart by, at the hands of a ruthless murderer. <laughs> right. And then, like, everywhere she went, people around her decided they wanted to start dressing like the person who right. killed everybody. Like, I also found it funny that, like, at the end, why isn't Sydney like, God, you are such a fucking lo- You're dressing up like right. <laughs> old killers to be like, why are you obsessed with me, you fucking freak? I also like that um, the, the stab fest or whatever it was called, they're like, yeah, it's kind of an underground party, invite only. And it was like the biggest party that has ever been seen in this town. Yeah, it was a cool place to watch. There was just like hay everywhere. Yeah, it's like a I big mean, abandoned awesome. barn. Yeah. I don't know. Pretty sick. Pretty sick. Yo, I'm glad that uh, we watched. I'm glad that we watched Scream 4. This, this was a jolt of energy into my life that I didn't know I could still even have. I, I, didn't, hey. I, didn't, I didn't know that that scream four could light a fire under me. Um, I guess as we continue to run out of time, I don't know. This is exciting. I like making these episodes a race against zoom. <laughs> um, better call. Saul was of course I- incredible. Yep. Did we hit on that. We did the live did stream live. after yeah. for a little bit. Uh, excellent season. I'm now rewatching the season in which Saul is introduced in breaking bad. Mm-hmm. And I, it's it's left me with some thoughts of like what has to happen for some reason uh in breaking bad uh shoot uh, gus is cool enough with the salamanca twins that he talks to them the the like the, the hitman twins yes okay so they must think for some reason that he wasn't in on the lalo thing right it, i don't know it confused me because in breaking bad Obviously, uh, Gus remains enemies with Hector Salamanca. So I'm wondering, right. like, do they just... I don't know. I, I feel like that one it's, might be, like, a, there might not be an explanation. That just could be, like, a, a continuity error. Yeah, but I feel like Vince Gilligan's got that covered, man. If this is even his show anymore. 